RNZ News at midday. Good afternoon, I'm Nicola Wright. The government may be close to removing mask mandates in all but the most high-risk health settings. Disability support providers have been asked for feedback on a proposal to narrow where masks have to be worn. They are unhappy they were only given 24 hours to respond. The Prime Minister says she's aware of the concerns from disability groups and no decisions have yet been made. We do take into account the range of different interests in our settings and of course they span from everything of course from our disability uh, sector uh, to those in our education sector, um, business community, a range of, of interests and of course it's our job as government to factor all of those things in alongside of course the public health advice. Jacinda Ardern says officials are reviewing whether all the traffic light settings are still fit for purpose. The Amalgamated Workers Union says WorkSafe's push for bosses to do more to protect construction workers is just talk without changes to bring in a corporate manslaughter charge. WorkSafe has warned that time is running out for company owners and directors who continue to ignore their safety obligations to construction workers. The National Secretary for the Amalgamated Workers Union, Morris Davis, says talk is cheap and he's heard it all before. I think if you want buy-in from the highest level, you've got to have corporate manslaughter to make the board and the CEO stand up and be counted if there's a problem. Morris Davis says the current case against the former Ports of Auckland chief executive over a worker's death will be a good test of legislation. The Amalgamated Workers Union is New Zealand's biggest construction union. A Uyghur national living in New Zealand is accusing the United Nations of buckling to China's influence. In a long-awaited report out yesterday on allegations of abuse in Xinjiang province, the UN accused China of crimes against humanity. Crystal Gibbons reports. More than a million people are estimated to have been detained at camps in the Xinjiang region in northeast China. A Uyghur national who spoke to RNZ on the condition of anonymity says it's a clear case of genocide. But the UN report stopped short of such a determination, instead calling it a crime against humanity. The Uyghur national believes that was because of pressure from the Chinese Communist Party. The UN Human Rights Commissioner had previously admitted she was under tremendous pressure over the publishing of the report. UN experts are set to remain at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine, where they've uncovered evidence of safety violations. Nuclear inspectors have been able to reach the facility, which is under Russian control, for the first time since the invasion. The head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, Rafael Grossi, says between 5 and 12 UN experts will remain at the plant, even though there's a risk from shelling in the area. Our correspondent, Sergio Olmos, reports. He said that, quote, we are not going anywhere. The IAEA is now there at the plant. We're going to have a continued presence there. He also talked about the dangers in going to the trip. We know there were some delays early on, and we know that there was a lot of military activity at the city. He said that there was mortar fire, heavy machine guns, artillery two or three times, and he said it's really very concerning, I would say, for all of us. Thieves have stolen thousands of dollars' worth of medical equipment from an ambulance in Lower Hutt while paramedics were attending to a patient early this morning. Wellington Free Ambulance is appealing to the public to help with the return of the stolen equipment, which includes a drug kit, airway kit, oxygen bag and medical airbag. Its operations manager, Eric Tibbet, says the ambulance was locked, but offenders managed to break into a storage compartment while the paramedics were on the call-out about 2 o'clock this morning. 
He says it'll cost about $15,000 to replace the stolen items, which are vital equipment for the emergency service. St John and Fire and Emergency say they've taken steps to ensure all marama is getting its expected medical response. Nationally, fire and emergency staff attend only life-threatening and serious medical calls as first responders. However, in Ōmarama, where the nearest ambulance is more than 30 kilometres away, an enhanced first response trial means they're meant to be dispatched to less severe calls. But locals have complained it hasn't been working as expected and some people have had long waits for care. St John says it's communicated the different criteria in the community to its dispatchers. And fire communication centre staff have also been briefed. It's five minutes past 12. US President Joe Biden will be making a rare national primetime address on the threat to democracy as concerns over Donald Trump's influence grows. Republican minority leader Kevin McCarthy has been speaking in Pennsylvania in anticipation of Mr Biden's speech. What is clear to me and clear to you is that Washington and the White House aren't listening. They just don't get it. You have never been more worried, more alarmed by the direction of our country. Yet they tell you everything is fine. You fear that America is becoming poorer, less safe, less respected, and less free by the day. Yet they tell you the border is safe and America is secure. The speeches come ahead of the midterm elections in November, which will decide who controls Congress for the next two years. A former Gloria Vale woman has told a court she left the Christian community in 2019 because she was extremely concerned about the safety of her children. Virginia Courage is one of six women who have asked the employment court to rule they were employees, not volunteers, during their time at Hopity. She told the court one of the main reasons she left with her husband and children was she believed the community was straying from the Christian faith. I had been extremely concerned for quite some years about the safety of our children at Gloryvale as the community had developed a culture of unchristian behaviour. Virginia Courage told the court women were separated from their babies while they worked at Gloryvale. Police are looking for a man with a rose tattoo who they believe indecently assaulted a woman on a Tauranga main street. Police say the victim was walking along Devonport Road, north of 9th Avenue, about half past five on Saturday evening when she was grabbed. She managed to run off after the assault. Police described the man as dark-skinned in his mid-twenties, tall and of medium build, with a rose tattoo on his neck. He was wearing dark clothing, including a black cap. They described the attack as concerning and are appealing to the public for any information. Workers at a major paper packaging manufacturer in Auckland are striking for a day in a bid to be paid more. It comes as almost 150 workers from a Bay of Plenty toilet paper factory remain locked out since last month over a pay dispute. Today, up to 90 Etu members at Opal Kiwi Packaging are striking over a new collective agreement. They're also picketing today and have been on an overtime ban since the beginning of August. Workers at Opal Kiwi's plants in Hastings and Christchurch are also on overtime bans. Opal Kiwi makes boxes and cartons for food, beverages and other industries. Police have made public security camera footage of a suspicious fire at a Christchurch scrap metal yard two weeks ago. The brief clip shows four people in the Garlands Road area in Woolston at the time of the fire on the night of August the 17th. 
Officers want anyone who has CCTV cameras in the area to tell them about any other relevant footage. Investigations continue. Further rain is forecast for Nelson and Tasman this weekend, but Met Service says it'll be far less than what the region has seen in recent weeks. Meteorologist Lewis Ferris says residents will be dreading news of further rain, but it won't be overly persistent or heavy. Current models suggest kind of at a maximum we'd see around 30 millimetres accumulate on the hills east of Nelson, closer to the urban centre, potentially under 10 millimetres through the 48 hours up to the end of Saturday. So we're talking about far less amount of rain that we've seen in the past events. The rain could cause further slips in areas where the ground remains sodden from the recent floods. Lewis Ferris says the forecast into next week is for a spell of fine weather for the top of the South Island. A person's been hit by a passenger train at Paikakariki, north of Wellington. The police say emergency services were alerted to the incident near Mackay's Crossing just before 10 o'clock. Diversions for traffic are in place. Metlink says trains between Paikakariki and Waikanae have been suspended and replaced by buses. That's the news.